Welcome to another episode of the Creative Waffle Podcast. Today you'll be listening to myself, Mark Hirons, and Jeremy Sprinks. On this episode we talk all about agency life, the good, the bad and the ugly of agencies, what makes a good designer in an agency, and how to run a team in an agency, leadership, uh, with lots and lots of leadership advice in this episode. We'll also talk a bit about hiring, man management and teaching. Jeremy is someone that I met at Crop 2019, we started talking about football together and there's a few references to that in this podcast. There's lots and lots of great advice uh, as a designer of, of going into an agency or, or being in an agency or just, it's just some fantastic advice in this episode. Um, so I really hope you enjoy the show and if you do enjoy it please do share it around on Instagram or, or social media somewhere and tag at Designer at Creative Waffle. Instagram stories is best because I can repost it. So this week's listener of the week is Colin Green. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast Colin and um, go and check him out on Instagram at Gabriel Green. That's it. Go and check him out. Thanks very much uh, for listening to me, Waffle On, and let's get into the podcast. We're good. We're in. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thanks. This is very exciting. <laughs> really. Uh, I've been in the local paper once, but uh, it's, a, <laughs> it's a new level of stardom. Uh, so, so talk us through how we met. Uh, we met at Crop just a couple of weeks ago, and... Uh, just came in after lunch, sat down at a table and heard someone talking properly for once. And, <laughs> uh, recognize the accent, strike up a conversation. I must say you didn't recognize my accent. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. So that's no, it's funny. Uh, <laughs> go on. No, no, I was just going to say, it's, it's, I don't know if listeners will be able to pick it up. But uh, it's, 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 I said Australian, didn't I, at the, at the table? And I, yep. I felt bad after that. Because uh, you got, a, I feel like you got a slight mix of American in there as well. Oh, definitely, yes. It's it's too American for English people to get immediately. It's still far too English for Americans to. Get. I think you should <laughs> subtitle this podcast actually, just to be safe. Right, right. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think about about forty forty percent of my listeners are in America, so I'll see see if they get it. But, uh, okay, hopefully. Uh, I had Australian on the podcast as well, so you know it's not not too bad. We should, we should be all right. <laughs> it should be okay. All right. Well, yeah. So um, we struck up a conversation and then uh, got on with the workshop. That was the um, industry print shop screen yeah. printing, which was fun. And um, I, we got involved in a discussion about how you were going to get your print home. <laughs> which did you ever manage that? No, I left it in the hotel room. No, oh, that's so sad. <laughs> I should have just taken it from you and mailed it for you. <laughs> no, okay. I, I tried to put it in the Vivu's Ayla, but it, uh, it didn't fit. Um, and, and then I thought, oh, it's, it's a lot of hassle trying to find a, a tube and then trying to find a post office. So I just left yeah. it. Right. Okay. Well, after that, I guess we bumped into each other at the um, after party. And uh, I was wearing this same crest that evening. On some other piece of clothing, and that struck up another conversation, and then uh, we just yeah. hung out for a while, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, had a few drinks. And, and then I, I watched your um, recap of crop, the, yeah. your pod recap. You didn't mention the flat tire once. No, <laughs> I thought I'd save it for this one. Uh, <laughs> I, maybe I mentioned it because I did it twice. So I the first time, maybe I mentioned it, and I just forgot about it the second time. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I, what did you think of that? Because I wasn't too sure about it, and you can be honest. I'm not so sure about the solo podcast thing. Oh, no, I thought it was good. Um, it, I like the discussion that you'd already done it once because maybe you felt a little tired. 
<laughs> yeah, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure about it, but uh, I've had okay feedback from it. But I'm not sure. We'll, we'll continue with the interviews and, and talking with other people for a while. Um, but yeah, so after the, the after party, you kindly offered me a lift to the airport, uh, which happened. Uh, <laughs> That's right. I couldn't believe that you had. Uh, you just you don't travel like I travel. I would have specific plans, maybe some contingency plans. You had no idea how you were getting home, really, did you? No, I, yeah, I was a bit, <laughs> um, a bit relaxed on this trip. Uh, next time, I'm definitely going to plan more. Uh, <laughs> Save me a lot of money. Um, and also, at the airport now, they don't do standbys. So I was there, and I had to book a flight whilst I was there on, on the line. And it cost me like 600 quid to get to Toronto. And it was expensive, yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, so that didn't go as planned, because everyone had been telling me all week that you can, oh, you just go to the airport and wait, and they'll put you on a flight. <laughs> Didn't happen. <laughs> didn't happen, no. Well, talking of things that didn't go as planned, our trip to the airport was interrupted by a flat tire, which made it yeah. take about three times as long. <laughs> so it was a good job you didn't have a specific flight you were going for because we probably would have missed it. Yeah, entertaining though. It was good. Uh, I didn't help with the flat tire, unfortunately, because I was absolutely useless. But your, your team uh, helped out and they were awesome. <laughs> uh, they, they fixed it nice, apart from the little spillage of the uh, the foam coming out. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, we sat there. Right. Yeah. But you got to see the team in action, which is yeah. great. Yeah. yeah. How are they? Everything going right in the yep. studio? Yep. Everyone's Good. great. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so what overall thoughts on crop? What do you think of it? Uh, crop was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it on several levels. Um, one, just taking my team with me. That was fun. Hmm. Hanging out and sort of, I mean, we hang out a lot, but that was a focused, no interruptions. We're just enjoying what we do for a living, which was fun. Nice. Um, and then, I mean, all the, all the speakers, the range of speakers, the, you know, from do-it-yourself mom-and-pop shops to Snask. I mean, what a, what a range you got in there. Um, that was a yeah. lot of fun, yeah. Nice one. Wait, are you, would you think about going back? I would think about it. I'm not... Uh, crazy about the idea of the cruise to be honest uh, right. that seems an unnecessary complication but <laughs> i'm sure i'll get requests for tickets <laughs> no it's, i think it seems exciting i mean i'm, I'm i'll am i go if i can afford it that's uh i'm because the thing is they haven't released any details as of this podcast as of recording uh so it's like what's gonna happen how's it gonna work where they're gonna go um no one knows anything uh, right yeah either way who knows who knows uh so one thing we talked about at Crop or on the way home was uh, the agencies um, not being fully represented, apart from Snask, not being fully represented in, in speakers and, and at these sort of events. Um, and, and yeah, they don't seem to have many people from, from agencies and representing that side of it. It all seems to be very freelance based or working for yourself and pushing um, freedom, that sort of thing. Uh, what, how, how are you going to, are you going to try and, because we talked about it again, you tried to, what you're thinking of, maybe doing a talk or you're potentially... Uh, right. Is that idea developed uh, anymore? This this idea came up amongst our team, and then I had several conversations about it, um, including with you at at Crop, um, about how Crop has this sort of undercurrent of um, don't work for the man, get out, be your own boss, you can do it, and here are all the superstars who've done it, and you can follow in their footsteps. Um, that seems to be all design festivals, though. It does seem to be most. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Not picking on crop. Yeah. Right. Come on. 
And they're just part of the uh, freelance industrial complex, right? It's not, it's not their fault. Um, but, and I've been to them in the past where that has excited me and maybe, oh yeah, you know, inspired me and I want to do more things. And, but I have to say my reaction this time was, uh, wow, what's wrong with agency life? It's so good, you know, and, and amongst the team, we were talking about it and saying, you know, hey, it's, it's great here. Why would anyone want to go on their own and have to do all this stuff, you know, all the extra work you have to do? Um, and so we were thinking, you know, we should, we should get on the speaking circuit and defend the agency, you know. The agency isn't uh, as bad as all that. Um, but it's interesting, uh, I think, the team pointed this out to me first, but the end of the whole two days was snask mm. was, you know, glorifying an agency. So, you know, <laughs> we haven't, we haven't, we didn't, haven't totally lost that. They're very special though, aren't they? They're like, they're a different type. <laughs> so, yeah, another level for sure. Yeah. Stratosphere. Yeah. Um, what, what would you, uh, well, are you going to do a talk? Are you going to, are you going to do one next time or are you going to, you're actually going to go through with it? Well, we'll see, won't we? It's on our list of great ideas we have, of things we should do. But I think there's a little bit of potential there. Mm. The issue I think about, though, is who I'd be speaking to. Right? right. So if I'm actually talking to the audience who wants to go freelance, <laughs> it's the wrong audience, you know. So I guess if we find the right venue, we find the right opportunity we might put something together i'm gonna be honest i don't know what that audience thought that is i mean do you think it is more freelancers and, and people that want to work for themselves in, in the sort of crop audience or uh, i don't places? know uh that i didn't get a good read because i'm not uh super social i didn't meet everyone there and like write down where they're from and what they do <laughs> and all that kind of stuff well, maybe crop has some demographics or something but yeah um uh, but, the amount of enthusiasm for the things we saw made me think mm. that people would like to be the people they see, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, get, I, I bet there was a lot of people working in agencies or junior designers or, or a lot of design students there as well. Uh, I met quite a few design students at Creative South actually. But yeah. Anyways, um, talking about yourself, what, what, who are you? <laughs> you haven't done that bit yet. Who are you? What do you do? And, and yeah, talk about yourself. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Small details. No, yeah. So my name is Jeremy Spinks and I'm currently the creative director at Bowstern, which is a marketing creative firm in Tallahassee, Florida. And a little bit about me. I graduated from the University of Reading in 1996 with a BA in typography and graphic communication. Um, I grew up and lived in Essex. So, um, and then immediately upon graduation, I moved to Florida. Um, while I was at university, I met my wife and she's from over here. And so when the question is, uh, you can live with the woman of your dreams forever, but you have to move to Florida. Is that okay? And the answer is yes, absolutely. So I was on the plane immediately and I've been here ever since, hence the uh, issues with the accent. You haven't been um, to Australia. <laughs> I, I have Sorry. not been to Australia. No, no. I do pull an Australian accent sometimes, but I'm not going to do that. I just wonder if they would if they would recognise it as not Australian. 
Do you think they would, they would pick it up? Um, well, I have been asked whereabouts in Australia I'm from by an Australian, but it uh, was on the phone. Okay. So it's hard to say. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you. Uh, I just thought I'd put it in there. That was fine. You'd be surprised how much uh, my accent is a topic of conversation still. <laughs> uh, so, so after university, meeting your, your wife and then moving over to America, yep. what happened? So um, this was 1997, right? So the internet was a mere infant. And I was able to get a couple of different jobs doing web stuff because no one else knew what they were doing. Um, and I ended up getting in at an agency in Tallahassee and spent 13 years there, um, became the studio director for the web department. Um, and so did that stint, but in many, many ways, that agency was the sort of place you would want to leave. It did many things wrong, right? So I have that, that experience. Uh, then I did a little bit of uh, out on my own time, um, mainly out of necessity uh, because I had a non-compete in my contract, which was troublesome. So mm -hmm. I had to establish my own thing and do it in certain ways to get around the legal issues. And almost as soon as my non-compete was over, I came on board at Bowstern, which is run by and owned by some good friends also from the previous agency who got out earlier than I did um, okay. and had that same formative experience of, you know, a place that didn't do it properly. And so now I feel that we, we I mean, uh, they really have formed it and I'm part of it now for created something that's quite special. It's, uh, I mean, we're talked about in town as, as a place where people want to work, That's people cool. like what we do. And you know, what, what I see is it in the staff retention, you know, I'm not having to constantly look for new people. Mm -hmm. So something is working. That's that brilliant. Cause it, let's talk about that for a little bit. And then, uh, then we'll go on to the bad, the bad side of it. So it's the good and bads of, of agency life and running an agency. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so you've got a team underneath you, right? Or, yes. or you're, so you're a leader, right? So this is my question. I was going to ask about leadership. How how do you think um, leadership plays a plays a role in agency life, and what are some good traits to have? Okay. Um, well, leadership is a whole subject, right? And then leading a creative team is like a subset of that. Um, and I'll preface this with: uh, I haven't been trained for this or thought about this. Um, these are things that I'm looking at now with hindsight and thinking, oh, well, I made some good decisions or, okay, maybe I'm cut out for that or maybe that works for me and my team. You know? So don't, don't pretend to be an expert, but um, my leadership style has always been, um, you're, you're a football man. My leadership style has been very uh, Kenny Dalglish. Right. right. I'm a player manager. That's the deal. So, um, I'm in there. I don't, I don't sit in my office waiting for people to bring me work and then get my pencil out and move things just for the heck of it. And, you know, stroke my ego. Um, I, I have a work list as long as their work list and we're all in it together. And it's a lot of collaborating and 
I'm not too proud to ask them for feedback and make changes based on their recommendations and likewise, you know, so I think my leadership style is trying not to do some of the things you think of that leaders do on a daily basis. Um, but then you still, you still do other things like make sure they show up on time or, you know, talk to them when things go bad and all that other stuff. Um, you should probably do a follow-up podcast with them to see if I'm actually any good at, <laughs> at any of this stuff. Maybe we will. Yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they'd be up for it. No, yeah. So, yeah. It's all right. I was cut, going to cut you off there. No, no. Carry on. Um, um, drink. But, yeah, so so apart from apart from those, being a player manager, you think that works better than being a, a overall manager? Well, okay, we started talking about retention, team retention. Um, I learned from my wife uh, the three Ds of leadership, which is decide, delegate, and disappear. Mm. Yeah, right? Yeah, this is pretty good. Um, <laughs> um, I'm pretty good at deciding. I'm not awesome at delegating. But if I do delegate, I guarantee you I disappear. So that's, that's the thing. Um, is It's based on, I guess, how I would want to be treated. How I wish I would have been treated when I was a junior designer or a mid-level designer or whatever. And that is just trust me. Right. You know, trust me, trust me to make decisions and let me get invested in the work. I mean, I'm a creative. I'm going to get invested in the work. Yeah. So use that. You know, use that to your advantage and we go all in. So that's what I let the team do. Um, so that's the disappearing bit, like you're leaving. So, so the deciding of exactly. what, the, what the problem is, giving it to someone and then leaving them to do it. Yeah. Right. So you have to decide right. what, what's the real issue, who's the best team member for the job, yeah. um, and who, not, not necessarily skill set, but a mixture of skill set, capacity, you know, looking at the calendar, um, make a decision, delegate, and then they don't need you hovering over their shoulder and they don't need you um, making changes for the sake of it. That was, that was my, always my least favorite thing. Someone making a change just so they could say they'd made a change. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, had, a, I had a hand in that. Yeah, I moved out to the left a little bit. Yeah, thanks. That's great. <laughs> so I really try not to do that. Um, and I try not to get in the way. I try to be a gatekeeper of the work coming in. But once the work's happening, then I try and let them have direct communication with the stakeholders, the account managers, um, so that they can get direct feedback and make direct changes. And, you know, I'm, I don't abdicate completely. I'll be involved in jobs when they're important enough or big enough or at the right stages. But I trust everyone enough and I'm just too busy to need to look at everything, you know. And mm. I know there are places where the creative director will say, you know, this is my shop. Everything that comes out of here has got my name on it. This is me, you know, and I'm not like that. That's yeah. all I'll say about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, as a player manager, you're doing some of the design right as well. Is that? Yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. So. Yeah, you you are getting amongst it. That's that's great. Uh, but managing people rather than just, rather than an agency, have you picked up any tips on that? Um, 
How have you dealt with any bad situations or any problems? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess. Anything you've learned from football managers? <laughs> well, you know what? Um, did you see uh, Jurgen Klopp's press conference today? Yeah, yeah. No, not so, today's one. No, no. So today's one. Today's one. He said he could be the funniest man in the world, but if his team don't play, no one will laugh at his jokes. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And so, so that's. That's, I mean, I, I like to um, try and stay humble. I mean, most of the work is not my work. So anytime we get accolades, it's not for me. You know, it's for whoever did the work. I just try and keep that clear. Um, I'll take them when it is for me. Sure, that's fine. Um, but recognizing that, I think just being a nice person, I mean, that sounds a bit lame, but... Um, remembering that they're real people yeah you know? and so there are other things going on other than whether or not that kerning is right you know <laughs> your dog's sick your kid's sick your parents sick or you know your car broke down these are things that are affect your ability to perform and so you have to uh, take them into consideration and i mean i think if you analyze it i'm probably a bit of a softy but I like to try and consider those things because I have to deal with them too, you know? Mm. So, that, that's just, a good point though. That's a good point being, being rec recognizing that there's other things going on in their world rather than, rather than just, just being at the office, just designing, just being right. part, of the, part of that team. Yeah. And, and knowing them so well, I haven't worked with them for so long. Mm. I, I know they care, you know, they do care about that kerning but they just need an extra 10 minutes or an extra day or whatever it is because of the other things in life. And if you can, if you can work with them on those things, they'll appreciate it. And then they'll come through for you in the crunch. Yeah. So. Did you say you have account managers at your place? We do. Yes. Yeah. So, so a little bit about Bowstone. We've got, yeah. we're a full service agency. We've got a creative department. Uh, we've got account managers and then we've got, um, well, it's ostensibly public relations, but uh, we sometimes call it reputation. And we've got things under there like traditional public relations, but also digital, social media stuff. Um, and then we've got digital advertising uh, as well. So those are the, the sort of main areas that people are divided into and then we'll offer pretty much anything you can think of, any creative service. Cool. Uh, so, so account managers, how, how are they playing a part with dealing with the client? Because uh, obviously the designer wants, probably wants to get feedback straight away. Uh, if they're if it's going for account managers, does that delay the process at all? Because um, I've worked at a couple of agencies that, uh, and one of them had account managers, one of them doesn't, um, and, and we were dealing with, dealing with clients right away. Uh, and that was, well, this was when I was really young, so I didn't do any client work, but I, I, um, I, I learned from the, the designers that they enjoyed that at that agency, and then other agencies do it differently, and the designers that enjoy their job. Um, do, do you think it matters having account managers? I think it's helpful overall, yes. Okay. Um, so we have a bit of a, we don't have any hard rules. It's not like the designers are in a cave and they never see the, the client. Right. We'll often get them involved in initial meetings, branding meetings, presentations, that kind of stuff. Um, often a designer is better at selling a design 
They don't yeah, count that makes anything. Sense. They've done it as well, haven't they? So. Yeah, yeah. right. So, so not, it's not always the case. I mean, it's something you have to develop, but mm. when, you, when you know how to do it, you can sell it better than um, an account manager most times. But the account manager probably knows the client better than we do. Right. Um, yeah. And so they're invaluable for insight in the beginning. You know? So we, we try and collaborate, but the account manager can take a huge load off uh, in terms of daily communications, mm all the nonsense emails that turn out to be nothing, all the talking with the vendors and all this kind of stuff. I greatly appreciate the work they do. Um, and pushbacks yeah. as well. They, they tend to be, I, well, from my point of view, from what I've witnessed is account managers tend to be a bit more uh, strong at pushing back to the client rather than, um, this might not be true in your situation, but it, designers tend to be, uh, all right, fine, another change, I'll do that. <laughs> uh, whereas it might, it might not be the it might not be the case for all agencies, but yeah. As far I think for our situation, um, the designers are quick to get frustrated and be like, "What? What are you talking about? That, yeah, we're not changing that." Yeah, and, but they still do it though. Well, well, the account managers convince them. Yeah, and I think it's huh. a. We could probably do a better job of saying no when right. when it's when no is the right answer, but b the account managers their role is to take the client's side yeah right this okay. from the client's side so the designer um you know will have a, an, a gut reaction there's a little ego based often and the account manager can help them see well okay you're really not thinking about why they've asked for that change you know so it might result that in we don't make the change they asked for we might make another change or we might have a conversation but i think it's useful having both in the conversation because they have different reactions at different times. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I sort of asked that from a little bit of a selfish point of view, the account manager stuff, because um, if, if, it's, if Blue Day Design ever does grow and grow, I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen, but uh, if it ever does grow, then I'm, I'm interested to hear that because that's one of the main things I've, I've been thinking about recently. Um, not, yeah, you know, just in this long time away, but uh, just, just uh, sort of thought about the conversations I've had in the past. And then when, when I've, get a conversation with someone that's working in an agency it's nice to ask their opinion on that uh yeah well if you're going to get account managers make sure they're people 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 okay yeah right because that's that, that's their frontline job right is just to do the peopling yes yeah and we appreciate that um because you know that's we're, we're not all unicorns some of us <laughs> just are good at designing and you know working in the in that realm and we don't necessarily do all the peopling so that's yeah. i think the biggest benefit uh, certainly to the company not necessarily to the designer but to Bowstone as a whole this is how you know we create relationships with our clients mm. and they stay clients because we have ongoing relationships you know we we can do great work and maybe the situation is that was the end of it you know, we didn't fail, we succeeded, but that was the conclusion of the project. But if we have a good relationship, there's more chance that another project will come up. Mm. If, if it wasn't sitting around, you know, next time the opportunity comes, they, we won't be only first of mind, but we will have just been talking to them about their kids or some other connection, you know, and I think that's valuable. Yeah, that's, that's, that's important to be a people person though, especially when you're, you're thinking about bringing new people into the agency uh, you, and you can connect with people. Um, 
So if you ever, do you hire them personally? Are you, are you speaking to the, the people that are being hired? Uh, I would be hiring the creative team, not the account managers. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I've, I've, sorry, that's uh, what I meant. <laughs> yeah, I've hired everyone who I've got with me currently. Yeah, brilliant. So, what do you look for then? What, are, are they looking for people that are going to work with the, the team that you've got already, and they're now being sort of people people? <laughs> so that's interesting. We've we've evolved our recruiting um, somewhat to where almost almost. We're not interested in your portfolio as much as can you get on with everyone who's already here because we're, we're so interested in keeping this team going. Yeah. You know, turnover is a killer. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm really interested in not doing that. That makes my job harder. Um, so we, our last couple of hires, we would, I mean, I would interview them. I'd look at the portfolio and I would have a short list and then we would take them out for coffee with the whole team and then I would leave <laughs> and, then, and then they can, it was good for them too. Cause they can ask questions without the boss around, you know, yeah. but also the team can put them through the ringer. And uh, that's a really good idea, way of doing it. You know, if we've got to spend significant amount of time with this person, do we want to? Um, so it's, it's very useful from that regard because we're pretty sure when we, when we hire someone that we're going to get along with them and then, from there, we can teach them what they don't know. We can polish their skills. We can you know, invest time in them because they're people we want to be with. That's a pretty good way of doing it, actually. Take them out for coffee and then, and then just leave them with the team. That's fantastic, actually. Yeah, that's smart. Because I've heard that from other design, other design agencies as well. Um, do, you know, do you know Dixon Baxi in the UK? No. And a bit, okay, fair enough. <laughs> every every American designer I speak to, they, I know you're British, but like they never they never they never heard of them. They're like the biggest design agency in the UK. Um, yeah, for most intents and purposes, I am American. So, no, <laughs> uh, but yeah, they they do a similar thing. They they uh, don't really look at portfolios for the first first bit, and they really grill the person about their uh, their personality and who they are, and yeah, just uh, just going into that, uh, which is important. Well, I think a portfolio is still the first threshold. Right. Um, but yeah, there's definitely an emphasis on will you fit in the team? So, I mean, I was, I've been thinking about doing this podcast and knowing who you are and what you've got on the wall there. I mean, this, the soccer analogies are just great because if you want to talk about how, um, Bowstone operates and how we work and how we get along, I would hate to use the, the cliche that we're a big family right? right. because actually that, that doesn't work very well. I mean, we do care about each other, but family, you have no choice but to be family, right? right? And family will forgive you all kinds of things that shouldn't be forgiven. And that's not how we are. We're more like a team. And, um, you know, a, a sports team is a great analogy. So, sure, we care. We've been together long enough. We've won things and lost things and suffered the hardships, enjoyed the joys. But, in the day-to-day, -day, you know, it's someone loses the ball, we'll all fall back into defense. You know, we know, we know positions, we know our roles. And when we're hiring, we know what we're hiring for, you know. So you might be a great left back. I've already got two left backs. I'm really looking for a right winger. And, and that's important too, you know. We can't just hire on pure talent. Yeah. We've got to hire on, on the, how you fit into the bigger picture so you can make the machine work. 
I love that. I love that. I love that analogy. Uh, a good chemistry between the team, then. Oh yeah, yeah, great chemistry. Yeah. So, <laughs> it, it. I wouldn't say they're all alike. Not at all. But they, but they connect on some level, and um, sort of. I don't want to take credit for reinforcing it, but it's become a bit of a snowball, and we've realised, oh, these guys are really close, and let's do a few things to make that to keep that going and then it gets closer and closer and closer so you know going to crop as a team was just sort of the, the latest version of that yeah well, that's, that's another management thing and a leadership thing and looking at the people and how they're um, reacting to each other and, and either enhancing it or separating them or, or whatever's going on um, so is that something you do quite a lot as a leader or as a person that's managing people just subconsciously sort of watching people <laughs> Um, oh, I don't know if I can take a lot of credit for that. Uh, I think a lot of the credit goes to the team. Um, yeah. But I mean, I suppose I pay attention to it. I'm not, I'm not super dialed in to be honest. And I don't, I don't, um, don't deal with gossip. Yeah. So if there's any office gossip going around, I don't know it. So, uh, but I think people figure that out. So if they want me to know something, they'll tell me. And they will tell me when there are problems and we will sort them out. So. Yeah. That, that gossip thing is interesting because I've been in a few agencies and where it's, um, it's become a bit of a problem to be honest because, because you find out the boss doesn't know things and then the designers are talking to each other and, um, you know, someone's going to leave next week and no one knows yet or the bosses don't know yet. And it's all, yeah, it can become a bit sort of angry or, uh, sure. Yeah. Or, or um, yeah, in the bad in a bad in a bad way. Um, but is there is there anything is there any other good traits <clears throat> or <coughs> sorry of uh, leadership or anything else that you're trying to do with the team or is there any other good leadership uh, tips? Well, let's see what we covered. Um, trust your team members. Stay humble. Don't worry about your ego so much. Treat them like real people. Um, I think also maybe have high expectations um you know i try not to be a softy it's hard but i try um but you know if they need to stay late if they need to work the weekends if they need to do it again then make them do it expect them to do it um but again that kind of snowballs people when people understand what's expected of them they will meet their expectation first time rather than, you know, trying to get away with it or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, is, it, is there anyone that you've been um, managed by that's done a really good job? Done a good job. <laughs> it sounds like there's loads of people that have done a bad job now. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that's a question that threw me for a loop. Like the first Let's see, the first creative director I worked for, this is just going to be horror stories now. Um, he, he, no, he was a nice guy, but he could only work in the last two hours before a deadline. Right. <laughs> so it didn't matter how long we had, he would only get to grips with the project when it was clear that we weren't going to make it. And then he would work on it and we would make it. 
<laughs> but he would expect everyone else to work that way. And I would much rather work in the first two hours. Yeah. And, you know, have the thing on the shelf and be done and be like, this is great. Tomorrow's going to be awesome. Presentate. I can work on the presentation. I can talk think about what I'm going to talk about. No, he would be, you know, pulling it off the printer and walking into the presentation. And that drove me crazy. Um, yeah. But the problem was he expected everyone else to work like that. So I actually got in trouble for going home one day because I'd finished my work. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like, well, I haven't finished my work. Well, sorry, you should have died earlier. Well, I'm going to be here all night. I expect you to be here all night. What? That's a, that's yeah. another, another point like of bad management, just expecting people to be on the same level as you, you know, working at the same times and just not being flexible enough. Yeah, yeah. So that, that wasn't good. Um, other, other things that are bad, I guess, that I've experienced, um, office politics, playing people against each other, uh, I mean, I've I lived there for a long time, having getting together with with various other staff members and realizing, wait, that's what you were told? That's not what I was told, you know, or just crazy ways of playing against each other, um, which is so. I mean, to go back to the soccer analogy, why would you ever, you know, tell half your team to play one way and the other? other half to play another way you, yeah, you're never yeah. gonna win like that um it's crazy so that was really bad um i had I had one boss for a while who liked to um he was touchy-feely that's not good <laughs> yeah I, know, I can relate i know someone like that <laughs> he, he one time he gave me um some really good advice while straightening my tie for me I was like, right. <laughs> uh, excuse me. <laughs> You've just crossed the line there. Yeah. 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 I, I've noticed that with, um, it's, it's, well, there's this one guy that I, I was uh, under, and yeah, he was especially feely with, with a woman. But uh, yeah, it was. Oh, well, that's, that's another thing. That's yeah, another that's thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Altogether another thing. But yeah. But just the idea that you need to, you're so insecure that you need to control every interaction somehow you know it, i'm sure it's a man thing but that, <laughs> that was terrible too so yeah uh good management i'm trying honestly yeah, i guess we can do loads of bad management in a minute but uh <laughs> yeah, the good, else well, to sum up the good stuff <laughs> uh you know I, I do have to mention tom and kelly the owners of bowstone yeah. um and I would say that really I've learned a lot and, and seen a lot from them. You know, I didn't, I didn't create this agency and they created it. They run it. I've been here for explosive growth. So I like to think I've had some influence, but they're the ones who come up with the policies. Like in the summer, you get every other Friday, I was going to say off, you don't get it off. You're excused from being in the office. Yeah. So you still have to get your work done, answer the phone, all that kind of stuff, but you don't have to be in the office. Little things like that, that um, give the agency a different feel. Um, I'm struggling to think of specifics, but here's another example. We've got uh, two beer taps in the wall. Right, nice. nice. Proper beer taps, one of them's got beer, one of them's got cold brew coffee. 
<laughs> now, I'm not sure from a liability standpoint, I would recommend that to every agency. But again, it goes back to trust. We know we can trust their team not to get blind drunk or do anything stupid. Yeah. Um, and knowing them knowing that they're in a place that has a beer tap on the wall. I mean, they, they appreciate that, that that isn't normal and that that is a privilege. And, and so. Have you, have you got any other things like that? Like the uh, sort of the, the slide in the startup <laughs> game, like people have slides in their offices, which is just crazy. I, don't, I think that was one of the worst things to get in an office, a slide. What are you going to do with that? <laughs> I've not heard of that one. No, we don't have a slide. We do have a putting green. Okay. So that's... Um, one wing of the, of the office is just carpeted in the fake grass. Nice. The account managers have their desks there, but as it ends, there are no desks and we do have a, an actual hole with a flag and, and some putting green. We have a dartboard. We nice. have the beer taps. Um, it's definitely those small things that go the way, go the way. Like the, those, and then maybe the putting green is not small, but the, uh, the, um, the dartboard and you know, the other stuff, the things that don't need to be there, but are there. They definitely help being an agency. Well, they do two things. They they help. I mean, we we do putt occasionally. We putt more than we throw darts, actually. Um, but they also give a good impression to people who walk around. You know. Yeah. Uh, so they're they're multifaceted in that way. Yeah. Um, so let's talk. Actually, anything else on the good to topic uh, topics? Anything else on the on the good leadership or good being? Or how about from a designer's point of view? What's it like being? What what would you like as a as a designer in an agency? What what's the best thing that you could get? Well, I think a lot of the things that we have here, we have support, we have yeah. um, we have well, we have a, a big range of work. That's one thing. So um, we don't have one anchor client that we do the same ads for every month. You know, we have several anchor clients and then we have lots of other clients that we do all kinds of things for some that just come and go some that are here for a long time that have evolving needs so variety that's a good thing yeah um i imagine that's quite yeah. important if you're coming into the same place each day and and yeah you're not designing the same thing each day so it's not a repetitive it's not starting the clock and exactly the same day each time you're you're coming back and sit down at the desk but it's completely fresh you know there's something new yeah, I mean, we do need people to um, pay attention to which client they're working on and the nuances of that client, the style, the, the brand voice, etc. But to get to jump around from a few, even if you're doing something very similar to last month, you might be doing that for six or seven different clients, mm. you know, this week. So that keeps you interested. Um, and there's always new stuff, brand new stuff. Um, and I think just being able to have ownership, you know, being able to say, I did that piece rather than um, I, I did the pre-press check on that or, you know, I, I made the PDF that went to the printer. No, I designed that, you know. So that's, that is good. Yeah, nice. That's, that's uh, if any agency people are listening, <laughs> there you go. They got some advice uh, for what to what to do to yeah. designers. Yeah. So yeah, just to build on that a little bit, another thing that we don't have a lot of is hierarchy, okay. which um, is a little counterintuitive for retention, right? Because it is possible to get here and think, well, where do I go? 
Mm. You know, how do I grow? But we've got a culture where nobody really wears their rank on their sleeve and we don't have a lot of rank. Your rank is naturally attained by being who you are in many ways, right? If you want to lead people, you can be a leader in the studio or in the account management department just by being good, mm. you know, and then people will look to you for advice and you will become a leader. Nice. Um, we, I mean, we still are able to advance salaries and give people changes of title, but those titles don't come with, you know, junior designer doesn't mean all you do is make the PDFs that someone else designed, right? I mean, you're still as, as much invested in the work you're doing as the senior designer or the creative director. Mm. So yeah. I think that's, that's important um, to keep people interested. You know, I, I understand you've got to do some time in the trenches. You've got to do a little bit of grunt work. And I, I give out my share of grunt work to these guys. But um, there's, there's nobody who's only doing the worst jobs. So that's another thing that might be different to a typical agency. I don't know. It might be more common, but that's what we do. That's good. No, that's good. It sounds like you've got a good framework going on and you seem to have it almost nailed, you know, pretty much, uh, pretty much sorted. <laughs> uh, yeah, knock on wood that the whole team doesn't leave next week. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> got something to tell you. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, so let's talk about the bad stuff because we like, we like doing that um, in this world, we like sharing negativity. Uh, uh, yeah, what stuff have you experienced that you shouldn't do um, as a leader or, or even just being part of an agency as people are telling you what to do? Yeah, well, I think it's some of those things I mentioned about yeah. not trusting people, micromanaging. Micromanaging is awful. Um, and, you know, this is something uh, that I've heard lots of talks about and talked to my wife about we've both become grown into management positions she manages a lot more people than i do but we didn't go to leadership school we didn't get a degree in leadership you know mm. we and that happens all over the place you get so good at your job that you get put in charge and your job changes so to some extent i guess i forgive everyone who screwed up when they were managing me because they probably didn't know what they were doing but there are so many ways to do it wrong um and micromanaging is one of them i mean you you've got to think about delegating and disappearing you know if you want to check it all over and be happy with it set a time when you're going to do that you don't need to do it every three minutes you know yeah so i've been micromanaged um second guessed overruled overruled oh when if, if you're gonna if you're gonna own it then if, you, if you're gonna change your direction or change your decisions or whatever do it internally do it in the changing room once you get on the pitch you gotta be from the same team sheet right don't go to a client meeting and then overrule someone in you know in front of the client and completely degrade that person yeah you, you you can't do that you've got to be you've got to be on your team side and you've got to you know yeah that was <laughs> things like that are awful it was so humiliating yeah uh, 
So I've had that happen. I avoid that at all costs. Uh, how similar is it to bringing up children, which is a slightly like a strange or different question? Like, because that's still leadership. It's still managing people. It's still, I mean, for us from a very young age, so it's complete overseeing of their life, isn't it? It's um, and that's something you don't have experience of until you do it. I've got to be careful now because I know my team's going to be watching this podcast. I don't want to make it sound like I'm bringing up children. Um, it It is very similar in the way you say that you haven't done it until you've done it. Um, and people all over the world are doing it. And no one's done it until they've done it and they all managed to do it. But not everyone actually does it well, as you can see from how people turn out, right? Yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, Gosh, that is, that's, a, that's a good question. I'm not quite sure how to answer it. I mean, you're dealing with adults when you're managing a team of creatives. So that's different. You can rationalize with them, right? There's a long period of childhood where you can't rationalize with your child. And that is, you read about it, you know it, you understand it, but still you try and rationalize with them from the moment they can say your name, right? Yeah. And, that's a huge mistake. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess it's similar in that it can be a stressful. <laughs> and, and I guess if you're doing it right, you care about them as much, or maybe almost as much. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just, I just thought I'd throw it in there because it's, uh, it's one. It's interesting to see how you answered it, and uh, yeah, I, I just um, I don't know, being a leader of the team, I just wondered how how close it is to bring up kids because. I guess that's quite a hard thing to do. <laughs> I don't know. I've never done it. So yeah, I think that the kids are just wild cards every day, right? I mean, right. I'm, I am now um, the father of two teenage girls, so I'm in a different phase. But for a long time, you just never know how they're going to react, <laughs> and and that's tough. So you, when you're working with a creative team that you've known for a while you know, you pretty much know if you've got to go in and chastise someone for doing something wrong, you know how they're going to take it. And you adjust your, your discipline based on how they're going to take it. And you understand this person doesn't respond to this kind of discipline. I need to do it a different way or whatever. But, you know, for a long period of childhood, it's the wild west. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> whether or not discipline works is a toss of a coin, you know, all kinds of things. You just... Are they going to be uh, crazy today? Uh, are you, you going to get it right? Are you going to talk to them properly? Um, yeah, I guess the stakes are high with kids too. You can, if you get parenting wrong, you know, that's, I feel like that's more of a societal problem. You know, you yeah. get parenting wrong and now you've screwed up for everyone. <laughs> yeah, well, especially that kid. Yeah, it, yeah, that's a bigger Yeah, well, yeah. Whereas if you I guess if you get being a boss wrong or being a leader wrong, the, the person can leave and move on. Yeah, they have more control over their circumstances, right? And yeah. it's a two-way relationship. So if, if it doesn't work out, it could be them, could be some of you, some of them, and they have an opportunity to change or move. You know, and right. your kids, your kids can't leave you. So it's yeah. tough on everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But if you ever if you ever experienced uh, getting to work and not I'm not saying about Stern but any other job, um, getting to work and sitting down and realizing 
you, you don't want to be there or it's just the same stuff each day and you're getting tired of it after a certain period of time. Yeah, I, w- I would say about Bowstern, I've never shown up and thought, oh, I'm, I'm tired of this place or tired yeah. of how it works or anything like that. No, not at all. That's why you're still uh, there as well, isn't it? <laughs> that's why I'm still here. I mean, I've, I've shown up and thought, I don't want to work on this project or I've shown up and thought, I'm tired because I'm tired, mm. <laughs> but not tired of Bowstern, just yeah, yeah. physically tired. But yeah, definitely I, at my previous agency, I... I don't know how I've made it through the last month. I mean, it was awful. In fact, um, several of us were having weekly meetings outside of the office to figure out how we could escape. Like, what could we do? Like, we're, we're all too afraid to leave um, because, you know, we need, we need money. We need a job. But we hate it here. So how can we engineer something that we can... And we had ongoing meetings about what was practical, what, what would, you know, could we, could we take the plunge? And then I might as well tell you my, this the day I left, uh, it's, a, it's a good story. I haven't told it in a while. So it was a Monday and I had been working many hours that weekend um, for the company, you know, meeting deadlines, putting in extra hours. And then I had an, altercation with my boss with the owner of the company who I mean he basically said what's wrong with your attitude which was I mean if he was trying to say the wrong thing he got it right on and hit it on the head that was exactly the wrong thing um, luckily the conference table was too big to flip otherwise <laughs> I would have flipped the table and uh, walked out of the room and quit and Never went back. And, um, so I think if if you, uh, I guess if you're a really bad boss, you don't know. But if you have any staff who are at the tipping point, you've really done it wrong. Mm. You know, I was there 13 years, and I got good promotions. I got good work. I got treated well for the most part um, until I didn't. But you know, it, on paper, had lots of things going for me, and could have could have been there for another thirteen years. But you know, I, I've, once I've got to a certain level of management, I fell under the the clutches of the micromanagement from the boss, and that was the end. Right, right. When it comes to being a teacher, and you've done it for a bit at Florida, is it Florida University? Florida State University. Florida State. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, don't confuse Florida State and Florida. <laughs> yeah, a lot things. of people upset. Yes, yeah, very two very different. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when it comes to managing, uh, well, obviously kids, are they all, well, young adults or my age sort of people, twenty-one. Yeah, I found that out in your recap podcast. You're twenty-one. I couldn't believe that. Yeah. <laughs> how old do I look? How old do you think I am? I gave you another three or four years, to be honest. Really? Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's you cool. still you still got the uh, innocence of youth, but I thought you had a few more years. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, sorry, I interrupted <laughs> you. Um, no, it's, it's, I always ask that question. I always say like fifteen. Like, <laughs> just the way I look. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, what was I saying uh, about managing kids? Um, how 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 is it different 
managing students and young people and, and giving critiques on their work to people in an agency? I found teaching quite difficult, actually. So I taught um, three different semesters at Florida State. Yeah. Um, evening classes, a couple of times a week. Um, but these were, these were um, you know, it wasn't like extracurricular stuff. I was teaching one of the main courses on their, in their uh, student life. I did graphic design two, typography. And then I did one course of graphic design one, which is just welcome to graphic design. So these kids needed to take these classes to graduate. You know, it was important. Um, and I made the mistake of thinking it would be important to them. So I came in giving them enormous amount of credit for being interested and caring and motivated. And there were very few interested, caring, motivated students, I found. Um, and I didn't know what to do about it. I was just baffled. I was like, how can you be here with this opportunity and not put any, any effort in? Well, you know, what is going on? I, I, I didn't know how to respond to that. So I suppose that's how um, teachers' pets get all the care and attention, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I had a few good students every, every class. And I would try and spend more time with them. Um, and I had, I only had one really troublesome student who just argued with me the whole time. And yeah, well, I remember him saying, well, that's your opinion. Right. Yes, mate. That is my opinion. And I'm your <laughs> professor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was, that was, uh, hard to deal with. Um, because I wasn't expecting it. You know, I've, mm. I've had uh, conversations with clients that have been uh, confrontational about making design decisions. And I, and I knew what I was defending and I knew how to approach that. And I could say, you know, okay, you have a different opinion, but I have an opinion based on something. So let's have an argument about it. And I mean, I've had some arguments with clients but you can bring them to a successful conclusion because you're, you know what you're arguing about. But with kids who say, you know, university students who say, well, that's your opinion. I don't know what to argue about. You know, I don't, <laughs> I, don't I don't know how to come from that. What position they're coming from. I, I, so it was, it was difficult, but I did find it rewarding ultimately. And um, at least one of my students went into the local design community, joined an agency. I saw him at, at um, awards ceremonies and things. I followed his work. He's now moved to um, Washington, DC. So, you know, I, I'm not saying I made his career in any, in any way, but. It's nice to see that, yeah, yeah. You know, um, I feel like my time wasn't wasted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good, that's good. Uh, Oh, I've forgotten the question. I had a good one in my head. Um, about teaching? Yeah, it was about teaching. Uh, oh, no. It's gone. It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> we'll, move we'll move on. Right. Yeah, sorry. Uh, do you think you'll come back to it, though? Do you think you'll ever go teaching? back to teaching? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, would, I would like to teach some more 
and I would like to study some more. Actually, I could see myself going for a PhD one day nice. when I'm when I'm when I've been retired. You know, I I do enjoy that. Um, there is something slightly frustrating about academia when you've been working in the real world for a mm. while, and then um, part of my between between agencies when I was doing my own thing. I was also working at Florida State, not teaching, but working in, in the system. And the speed of academia is amazingly slow, um, very frustrating when, you know, your daily business life is just a long string of unrealistic deadlines, mm. you know. And then academia has a meeting to meet about whether we should meet about the meeting. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I couldn't twiddle my thumbs enough. It was it was so crazy. But um, teaching, I really do enjoy. Yeah. Um, I think that's part of what I like about being the the creative director yeah. is when I get involved, I try to impart some knowledge. I don't change it from red to blue because I like red. I would change it to red because it's more appetizing and we're designing something for food. You know, I like to try and and make changes for a purpose and I try and teach some things I know. And um, I think I'm still able to do that. Um, it's difficult. You have to, you have to keep your game up. Mm. You know, if all you do is manage and you don't do any design, suddenly you don't know anything about what you're, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The, the kids are teaching you tricks so i try and keep my hand in that's an important one especially for university teachers uh i've I had a lot of friends that have gone to university for design and, and they've told told me that you know their teachers aren't any good because they, they're just so far behind they they did it all when it, there weren't any computers and they, yeah they're, they're just they're ancient compared to these these kids who now are trying to learn photoshop from someone that's never used it <laughs> Right. Yeah. So if you don't know Photoshop, don't teach it. If you know yeah, yeah, yeah. photography or if you know, you know, some design concepts, you can teach them. But yeah, yeah, that is, there's a bit of a trick. And the other thing is that they're teaching what they do know, which, so maybe they're teaching you Photoshop for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We had uh, Corel yeah. Draw. We had, we had Corel Draw at uh, college. And I, yeah. I, Oh man, and it, was, it was a similar situation where we only had two or three people actually interested in design. So then no one really cared, apart from us two or three uh, who actually knew that everyone was using Illustrator in agencies. Um, and yeah, I, I just, I, I started using Illustrator for most of my project work because one, I knew it and two, it'd be quicker. Um, and, and yeah, I knew that was what, that's what I'd be using. So like, yeah, it's just differences. <laughs> yeah, well, I've I've started to see uh, you know, trying to pay attention to when I've started falling off and like, so um, the web people are, are talking about, we should be doing this, we should be doing it. Yeah. Why aren't we using SAS? And uh, I, I get SAS, I understand it. I think it's brilliant. I just haven't used it. I haven't bothered to use it because I can still do it the way I used to do it. Yeah. You know, the things I adopt end up being the things I can't not adopt. And if I have a choice, then, you know, like most people, I won't take the extra effort. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So that's another thing to leadership, I think, is um, recognizing that and making sure that if you're not going to learn it, make sure the team learns it. Right. You know, don't, don't think you, you've made it and you're done. 
because everything changes all the time. So if you're not going to change, hire people who can change. You know, keep, just keep an eye on that. That's a good one. Uh, in the interest of time, we've got to we've got to move on quite quickly. Um, from That's the true. Yes. Stuff. Uh, okay, what's your best purchase under a hundred dollars or pounds? <laughs> My best purchase. <laughs> yeah. Is this something you ask often? Should I yeah, be prepared? Yeah, for it's this? Not just uh, yeah, yeah. So, okay. Never seen the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm catching up, but I'm only like two in. So, let's purchase under 100 pounds. Oh, dear me. <laughs> that, is, that is very difficult. I'm completely stumped. Um, I can't even think what I've purchased that is under a hundred pounds. <laughs> Absolute baller. He's, he's... <laughs> yeah, I think you need to adjust that for inflation. That's, uh, a, that's agency money. <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess it would have to be some really good lunch I went to with someone. I don't know. Nice. That's yeah. a good answer, though. That's a good answer. Some sort of experience or event. Yeah. yeah or yeah, or or fostering some sort of relationship. I mean, it, it is. It's easy to say when you're spending agency money, but it's so easy to take someone to lunch. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's something that people appreciate. So. Nice. Uh, what's some good values to live by? Uh, <laughs> you're not always right. In fact, you're probably almost never right. And if you start thinking you know something for sure, that is the time to start worrying that you're not right. Huh. Can you yeah. expand on that? Um, no, I just, I just think if you, as soon as you become concrete about anything, you somehow you might take it for granted and overlook something. So, yeah. I mean, this isn't about design. This is just about life. Like I try to always think I could, I could be wrong. So not being black and white me, all the time. Yeah, it makes me sound very indecisive and, and a flimsy old person, but I, I, I just try not to get on a soapbox about anything, yeah. you know, unless it is kerning. <laughs> I, I might get on a soapbox about that. Um, but uh, other good advice to live for? Um, I think this is, this is sort of general advice. Uh, think about you think about yourself when you're deciding what to do but think about others when you're deciding how to do it mm. that's advice i found useful i like that that was good yeah. uh, uh last question no i'll let you take a sip of coffee or whatever is in that oh pg tips <laughs> yeah pg tips ah nice keep that british tradition going right you can't you can take the boy out of essex but <laughs> you can't take away his tea yeah uh okay last question is how do you want to be remembered Ooh. hmm i'd like to be remembered as someone who cared i think cared about what i did cared i mean i, I don't do anything i don't care about so i think that's what i'd like like people to say, well, he really cared about that, or he cared about me, or he cared about them, or whatever the situation is. That might be the best I can hope for, to be honest. 
That's awesome. Hopefully I'm not remembered for the guy who couldn't answer the question about hundred pounds. <laughs> <laughs> you were just trying to work out the conversion rate still, weren't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that Australian dollars? <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, that's thoughts off a fantastic podcast. Thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, thank you. This is, this has been great. I wonder if I'll ever have the courage to watch it. Yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah. Do you find most of your guests watch their own podcasts? I don't know. It's not something I ask. Uh, it, it does. It's weird from personal experience. It's weird at the first couple of times uh, hearing your own voice back. Um, but yeah. Apart from that, right. uh, why don't you go that over is it? it? That's the thing, right? Plus, yeah. you know, looking at yourself. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, well, me, is that? oh, look at that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe I can just listen to the podcast, but that, maybe I'll watch it on mute. That'll be the way to do uh, it. Uh, yeah. yeah. That'd, be, that'd be strange yeah <laughs> well you got one of the best moustaches so if people uh listen well if people listen to this they've missed out on the, on the great moustache uh, experience oh, thank um, you thank so you go over yes. to the youtube version and watch it <laughs> there you go. yeah yeah uh but yeah thanks so much really appreciate it oh it's been an absolute honor thank you sir oh, oh well i forgot to ask where can people find you where can people find balstern on the internet and say hello oh sure um uh balstern bow stern like the front and back of a boat bowstern.com uh and you can find me on instagram at spinks jeremy spinks nice one all right thank you all right cheers mate thank you very much for listening to this episode of the creative waffle podcast i hope you've enjoyed it if you have enjoyed it please do share around on social media at creative waffle at blue Deer design please tag me i can repost it and uh, get the word out there that'd be fantastic thank you it's probably the best way of helping out the podcast um, or leaving a review uh, if you want to do that that'd be fantastic as well uh, by now we would have had the uh, podcast shop open that would be uh, on my website on the creative waffle podcast website that's creativewaffle.club um, come and join uh, come and join in it's not really a club yet but um, there's a newsletter if you want to sign up to that or just, just the creative waffle uh, shirt if you want to buy that there's one of 20 uh, that you could own so limited edition shirts coming every two months um, designed by different people I've designed the first one hope you like it um, if you want to sh- support the show please do check it out another way to support the show would be to uh, purchase um, so your design resources through design cuts there's a link down in the description of this podcast which if you go for that link and buy anything on the website, um, great mock-ups, great textures, packs, or um, just anything, anything illustrated plugins, and just loads of stuff um, uh, over there. So uh, Procreate uh, guidelines. And anyway, there's lots of stuff over there, so go check it out. There's even photos. And I'm just trying to remember everything they've got on the website. There's lots of cool stuff over there on the design cards. You can help the podcast out by buying something down below uh, through the link um, of this podcast. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, I'm trying to make this a living, so (laughs) any of those options really do help the podcast. Uh, Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next week for another episode of the podcast.